0: Dark Hour Gaming Podcasts. I am your host, Ryan Tartell. Probably shouldn't have said all that, but that's okay. Uh and with me we have Mike and Darique.
1: Hello.
2: Hello.
0: Thanks thanks for joining me guys. Um I know okay. it's been it's been about a minute or two since uh, we last got together to have a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple uh, minutes. I was thinking about changing this to a quarterly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, but, oh, man. but it's good it's good to be back, guys. It's good to be back. Yep. For sure. Uh I've kind of figured with uh the time that it's been, we've we've been kinda of playing a bunch of stuff since then, but haven't quite had the time to schedule some podcasting. So uh let's talk about the games we've been playing. Uh Derek, you want you wanna start us off?
1: Sure. So uh I've been playing still, like always, because I'm pretty sure I had these same answers last time we did this. Rainbow Six and League of Legends, I still play those from time to time Boom. with my friends. I'm that's kidding. fair. <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I like them, but I don't know. It's fine. Oh, um, I have
0: nothing wrong with Rainbow Six. It was the League of Legends part.
1: That's also fair. I I also used to not be a big fan of League of Legends. I it would take me a while to articulate with change. Um do you wanna tell us about the rank that you are? Um I am uh plat. Nice. Yep, definitely plat. That sounds really good. Yep, definitely really high up and uh, definitely not iron one. (laughs) Definitely didn't do my placements and get placed on iron one. no way. I mean that's good, right? Yeah, no way that happened to me. Okay, I am Iron One. I'm Iron One. And <laughs> <laughs> Rainbow Six on Gold One though. It's a little bit better. There we go. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh other than those that I am usually playing with friends, uh I did pick up Grand Blue Fantasy Versus when that came out and I've been playing a ton of that. And I think that game's really good. I think it's actually probably the best fighter that Arc System has come out with since the latest blaze blue not including cross tag battle because cross tag battle was just okay yikes uh, yeah you tell us more about that game grand
0: yeah. blue
1: yeah so it's very it's a much slower paced game than arc system works in other games like grand blue super fast and you're jumping all over the screen lots of air dashes and you have this like burst cancel and long combos um that could take out whole health bars, and none of that really exists in Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is much—it's much slower paced. It's much more about the neutral game, about poking your enemy down. It does have combos, but there's a combo limit, so you can't actually like combo people all the way down. And uh, yeah, so it's much more about your positioning and knowing your character's basic move set than it is memorizing long combos, which I actually really appreciate. Because um, while I do like memorizing long combos and being all flashy, it's also nice to just have a fighting game that's more about the fundamentals. So
0: definitely, yeah. what, are, what are like the character types in it? Are they like much different than what we would see from arcs games previously? I would
1: I would say not really. They kind of have. They don't have a lot of characters in the game. I think right now they have twelve, maybe okay. thirteen. I'd have to. It's somewhere around there though. And they have the basic character types, like they have your your big grappler character. Um, they have your counter character. They have your zoning characters. They have two of those. One uses a bow. The other one uses a long whip. Um, no. then they then they have this one character that everybody hates and memes on. His name's Lil Wayne. And he's Lil Lil Wayne, like Lil, the rapper. No, no, Lil Wayne. <laughs> He, he's like a troll character because uh his entire moveset set only exists to piss off your opponents literally every move he does is just to make your opponents angry it's so beautiful. he's
0: like the tachanka he's my
1: favorite character of grand blue oh, he's nice. absolutely my most played character <laughs>
0: just gotta grief those players <laughs>
1: exactly that's how that's how you win um but yeah, no, it's a super good game, and its story mode's actually super interesting so um. You played Dragon's Crown, right, Ryan?
0: Very, very little. I don't know if you remember, but uh, Yumi and Alex played for a little bit, and I got really bored.
1: Yeah, I know it's not your type of game, but uh, the story mode is like that style, where it's like a 2D side-scroller, like, brawler type of game for the story mode, instead of just doing the traditional fighting game thing. So I think that's a pretty interesting way to change up the gameplay, so that if you get Like, tired of just doing the normal fights, you can go into story mode and play the game in a different way.
0: When you get into combat scenarios, does it maintain, like, that 2D side-scrolling? Or does it, like, convert into, like, this is, like, a regular fighting matchup like you would against another player?
1: No, it's still the 2D side-scrolling, like, animated around. Yeah, so, uh, obviously, in a 2D side-scrolling, the button inputs won't work for your abilities like they would in a normal fighting game because if you hit left and right in the 2D side scrolling uh part of the game, you actually change which direction you're facing, which mm-hmm. would obviously fuck uh mess up your combos a little bit um, if you were doing that in uh the normal fighting game. So they actually uh in the story mode they assign all your like special attacks to R1. So it's kind of like Smash Bros where you're you have left in R1 or up in R1 or down in R1 kind of like how in Smash Bros, your different special attacks are like up and B, down and B, left B, right B. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they kind of do that um, so that you can still use your special moves even when you're doing the story mode.
0: Well, that's pretty nice.
1: Yeah. Does that kind of...
0: Does that kinda take away from any sort of like practice for online mode? Or would you say that they're separated enough that
1: like it doesn't really matter that it's set up like that? Story mode isn't really made to practice for online mode, you know? It's there it actually has a decent story in my opinion, like an enjoyable story. Where you get to know the characters and um, it has boss battles that are fun, but it's not—it's definitely not there to prepare you for the multiplayer. Well,
0: I feel like I feel like in one sense it's kind of good because you get to learn the characters and you kind of see what their move sets are they, about. Yeah. So it's like prep from that perspective. That's but yeah, it's not going to prepare you for the
1: difficulty of how yeah. good another player is. But that's okay cuz they do still have like the classic arcade mode and survival. Well, it's just arcade mode. I don't think they have survival mode. Um they have the classic arcade mode though and do they have score attack versus I. No, they don't. Okay. Arcade mode can get pretty difficult though. The way it works isn't like traditional games where you just pick a difficulty. Um so uh every time you beat a character you can choose to go up in difficulty or go down in difficulty or remain at the same difficulty. So you can, as you're playing through arcade mode, you can keep making it harder and harder and harder and harder, um, which is pretty interesting. And it can get brutal. Like, it can get really hard in arcade mode if you get all the way up to, like, the nightmare level. Yeah. Sounds easy. It was it was super easy. <laughs> I, I totally beat it. I definitely I definitely have beaten it. Just don't check my trophies.
0: (laughs) I just need to get one of those that was ZZ buttons. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What else have you been playing?
1: Um, Yeah, so before that, I bought the Mega Man Zero Legacy Collection and in a week, in less than a week, I think in like six days. Yeah, because there's six games in the Mega Man Zero Legacy Collection, and I beat all six games in six days. I beat a game a day from the day it came out. Yeah. And it was uh, super fun. I had only played two of the Mega Man Zero games, and I'm not even sure I finished them when I was a kid. Uh, and yeah, so getting to play through all of them now was super fun, and I absolutely loved it. I thought those games were actually all really good, except Mega Man ZX, which was kind of not good at all. It was just straight up trash. It was kind of just straight up trash. Like, it's a <laughs> Metroidvania, but it doesn't have a real map. So they're like, hey, go to this area and complete this mission. And it's like, well, where's this area? So they give you like this fake map where they have like area (laughs) A. And then you would think it would connect like area A connects to area B, which connects to area C. But that's not how it goes. It's like area A could connect to area Y and area Y can connect to area K. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. So (laughs) I ended up having to keep looking up online where to go oh otherwise i would have just been roaming the open world forever <laughs> it was kind of garbage and there was like these side quests to get sub tanks and this one side quest and there was no like easy way to fast travel uh so this one side quest would have me go to this area kill like an enemy or find an item then go all the way across the map to the other side of the map to talk to the npc where they'd have me do it again and they had me do this not three times, not four times, not even five times, six fucking times. Oh my god. I had to do it six times. Uh by I wanted to give up, but by the time I did it like four times, I was like, I'm this deep. Like I might as well just finish
0: <laughs> it. So uh Mike, does that does that sound like the
1: type of game that would pull you
2: in? <laughs> I mean I love Mega Man. Uh swear in my fucking <laughs> series, but uh that sounds terrible.
1: Yeah, no. Mega Man ZX. uh, While the gameplay itself felt good to play, it was just it was full of so many issues between the map and um, just honestly, I know a lot of people would hate me for this, but I don't think the suits were that super interesting or came in handy that often. I feel like most of the time I just stuck with uh, my normal Mega Man because, like, instead of getting powers in Mega Man ZX Advent, I mean, in Mega Man ZX, not Advent, sorry. uh, You would get you would collect the suits for uh the bosses you'd fight basically and they would give you different powers but they were all very situational um like you got this one that worked really well underwater so you only used it when you were underwater you got this one that let you would fly up would let you fly upwards but it kind of was bad at attacking anything so you just equip it fly upwards and unequip it um so yeah it was just kind of it was kind of whatever the whole game was all right but the rest of the games, honestly, all of the rest, the other five games, are all really good. For
0: opinion. uh, for someone that's a bit more unfamiliar, what what? So you said ZX and then ZX
1: Advent. That's the sequel. That was the final game in the collection. Oh. Okay. ZX Advent was the sequel. Um, it, the, it it improved on ZX completely. It had a map that was easy to understand, and it had a fast travel system that worked a lot better, and you could fast travel to pretty much any point on the map.
0: Um. Maybe at Man. that point they just got so many like written angry letters from fans and they were like, Shit, we should probably just change things. We should probably uh make more sense of this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh instead of th- they you did get all the suits back that you had from ZX. Um, but you also now when you beat a boss, you would able to you were able to just turn into that boss. Um which was pretty cool. They were still kind of situational, but I still found more uses for them than I did for the suits in ZX, if I'm being honest. And also, all the suits from ZX were still in ZX Advent, so. That's definitely pretty nice. Yeah. Um. So, the only real issue out of ZX Advent is the voice acting was awful. It was atrocious. It was literally the worst voice acting I've heard in a game ever.
0: We're going to need some uh, audio snippets of that. Yeah. Like this. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Well, I love those, like, YouTube videos where, like,. It'll be like the worst written dialogue in video games. And i will have like a clip of like 10 different games. And then the just dialogue, terrible dialogue.
1: <laughs> the dialogue was really bad too. Uh, I played as this character named... You got to pick between a male character or a female character. And I picked the mm-hmm. female character named Ash. And so the suit she would get would be like this... Kind of like this backpack almost that she would wear. And then it would like... Tran- you would transform with it. And mm-hmm. when she found it because she was treasure hunting, she kept calling it her booty. The whole game. And she had really bad (laughs) voice acting on top of it. So, like, anytime they'd have a... And, like, the suit could talk to you, and it also had really bad dialogue. And so, the suit would talk to you, and be like, I'm here for you. And then, Ash would be like, of course, I'm here for you, too, because you're my booty. And I'd be like, oh my god.
0: (laughs) (laughs) U-W-U. Oh, man, that's... That's silly. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, if there was a way to turn off the voice, acting, I, I would have done it, but there isn't. So, I mean, that's kind of the golden part of it, right? You like,
0: you're like in the middle of this this intense game or something, and then like you get to just a line of dialogue, and you're just cringe a little bit. Yeah, like, the
1: games are all super hard. All the Mega Man uh, <laughs> Zero games and ZX games, they were ridic- They were so hard. I think they were harder than the normal Mega Man game. I would not know. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Mike, would you know? Did you pick that up?
2: I, I'm i going to. I have not yet.
1: You should. Yeah, I totally recommend it. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you do decide to play through Mega Man ZX, uh, feel free to use the guide. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I will need to. Uh, those games are real hard for me, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Mega Man Zero games are super difficult. Really high uh, difficulty for sure.
0: Is there like a hand holding mode?
1: Uh there actually is in this legacy in this legacy collection. There wasn't in the games, but this uh added easy scenario mode. That's mm-hmm. what they call it. And uh basically what that does is it starts you off in the game with every single upgrade. So that means you have max health, max shields, max attack damage, all the weapons. It, it's way too easy. After beating that's the games crazy. I started one in the easy scenario mode just to see what it was like. And I honestly don't even see how the game could be fun in that mode. Because you can't die. Like You can sit there and take hits forever and you just won't die. So, I'll yeah. have to test
0: this theory. <laughs> you know, like, I'll show that game. I can die. On easy scenario mode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, trust me. Off of easy scenario mode, it's super easy to die. <laughs>
0: Uh, what about what about you, Mike? What are, what have you been up to? So, let's see. Um,
2: I went to PAX East... Uh, when was it?
0: Almost a month ago now? Was it Wasn't yeah. at the end of February?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, it kind of rekindled my uh, desire to play a couple of games um, that I saw there. They had mm-hmm. Dead Cells there. So, I think... Um, I'm not sure when the DLC actually came out. I kind of forgot about the game, but uh, I saw it there. So when I got back home, I started playing it and actually finished it for the first time.
0: Really? Um,
2: Yeah, it was like my, I only had, it only took me like two or three attempts too. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what they did, but they definitely made it easier because I definitely didn't get that far playing before I had so much trouble. That's why I ended up putting it down for a while.
0: No, yeah, I remember seeing Caleb playing and he was like struggling with a third boss and that looked really intense when he was showing me the fight. Yeah. So I wonder if maybe like they put up your put up your defense or something. I'm not sure
2: what they did. I don't know if I just got lucky with the drops I got and had some decent weapons, but yeah, I just kind of breezed through it. Um or maybe you're just really good, Mike. <laughs> that that's possible. That's possible. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I want to actually keep playing it because, you know, of course, there's there's more to unlock and more to do. And I, I'm sure there's uh, other bosses I could fight. I just, I haven't really looked too far into it. But other than that, I started playing. I also saw uh, me and Tom actually played the devs in Brawlhalla. And I had Did to you play win it. No, we got... fucking crushed dude um i was terrible like i i don't know i guess i got nervous i don't know what it was but i was absolutely horrible i felt bad because um we played 2v2 and i i died before tom did and um not to brag but like when we play one-on-one i i'm because i've been playing longer than tom so
0: i'm usually better than him but like he definitely outperformed me when we played the devs I can oh. just like picture in my mind like the devs are actually looking at you and laughing <laughs> as they're <laughs> crushing you.
2: <laughs> I felt like the crowd was laughing at me because like I, I, I don't know I was having trouble picking up weapons and everything. I was like what is happening here? Not but, just nerves. Yeah so missed out on the chance to get a a t t-shirt and a,
0: a hoodie which we could
2: have got if we would have taken any stocks at all from them. But
0: oh that's all it took you didn't have to win you just had to
2: well i um, mean yeah it was based on how, like if you got uh one stock i think it was an extra pin um because they gave you a pin just for coming up i think Oh, okay. um if you got two stocks i think it was a t-shirt and then three it was a hoodie and then i forget what you got if you actually beat them
0: Um uh, maybe it was the hoodie if you actually beat you got them. a free copy of the game i mean the game's free gone. <laughs> the game's already free <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well i thought a bunch of stuff was locked in the game if you just oh, downloaded is. the free version so. yeah it, you have to you, you have, have to, to buy characters it's a free stuff.
1: game and you have to buy the characters like, in, yeah, like so. League or something, Yeah, and
2: it's pretty cool because i actually started putting like uh wwe wrestlers and i mean they already had like some other characters like Tomb- i think everybody knows laura croft is in it um i didn't know that actually yeah she's in it um i can't remember there's some other characters but then they started putting like a bunch of wwe wrestlers in it which kind of fits that game somehow but so it's kind of cool but i didn't realize you had to buy them so i came home expecting to have them since i bought the uh the pack to <laughs> unlock everything but apparently it doesn't unlock them so i was a little bummed. i could
0: I could see them fitting pretty well, considering like it's pretty beat him up when you're like up against people. Yeah. It's not like it's not like Smash Bros, where your focus is to like push people as far as you can. So I feel like it's a bit more focused around that like beating up and then throwing them later. Yeah. At least yeah, I remember playing it, but that was two years ago, probably. <laughs> yeah, again, it's had some pretty nice legs on it. I didn't
2: realize that game would be that popular, but apparently it's doing very well
1: i mean there's not a lot of smash bros clones and there's even less that do it well
0: yeah i, I mean would... consider playstation battle royale all-stars All or whatever cool. yeah yeah
1: that game yeah. was not very great
2: <laughs> yeah i was bummed that game didn't do very well i mean i'm not a big i mean fighting i played it type anyway but still
1: played it quite a bit. I, I wouldn't even consider it a fighting game personally yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't consider Smash Bros. A <laughs> I don't. That's not an insult. I say this all... I, say, I don't think Smash Bros. is a fighting game. and People are, like, personally offended, like I killed their cat or something. And I'm like, what? But you
0: did. <laughs> I'm like, that
1: is not an insult. I just think about it in the sense that if somebody was like, hey, I just played Street Fighter, can you give me some other fighting game recommendations? I'm not gonna be like, yeah, Smash Bros. Smash Bros. Like, right, that's a completely yeah. different type of game. Like... Yeah even suggesting Tekken would be kind of off but like from like Street Fighter specifically but it at least falls under like the fighting game like formula where it's like two characters like standing on like a plane and then hitting each other's health bar down to zero like that's what people think of when they think of fighting games now right. Smash Bros kind of has done something completely different with this so saying it's different doesn't isn't saying it's bad
0: right what, what, yeah. what would you what would you describe it as? This? Oh yeah, a yeah. brawler, a
1: brawler, like brawler. a party brawler. Yeah, I think brawler is a good term because of the hectic nature of Smash Bros. and Brawlhalla, um, and other games like it. I, it's and I I just I just think it's it's a fitting term, and it also that's what people have kind of been calling these games. That's why all the clones of these games what like are... to have brawl in their title or. Yeah. What, are, what are those it. old
0: arcade-style games Beat considered? Beat-em-ups, okay. That's what
1: I was thinking of. Yeah, I mean... Actually, that sounds no, similar naming-wise, but... There's no, not yeah. going to be any perfect genre name for any of these. And if people want to call it a fighting game, totally fine. I just think that when we use genres as like a tool to like to, to tell each other what type of game something is, if somebody's never heard of Smash Bros, and I told you it's a fighter... I don't think that would properly relay what you do in the game. Yeah, I think
0: it's not I think it's not descriptive enough. I think exactly. it's a, it's more like a
1: subcategory. Yeah. Uh,
0: Cuz like that's that's what I would think. Um like just like exemplifying if I were like a GameStop employee and someone came in and asked me, you know, I was just playing Street Fighter, what's another fighting game you'd recommend? Like I would think Smash Bros is a different type of fighting game, and that's not really fitting to the type of game that you seem to enjoy. So yeah. then I would be more likely to recommend a game like Tekken. But yeah, yeah I would, like I guess it's just a matter of like how specific you want to go in terms of subgenres. Yeah,
1: if you wanted to say Smash Bros is a subgenre of fighting games, which is a, I could maybe I could maybe get behind that, but I do think the subgenre. Own name. I don't know if Brawler is its own name. It's what I would personally call it. So, no, yeah,
0: cause, I mean, and I think that's fair too. I mean, consider, yeah, you got two D fighting games versus three D fighting, fighting games. Yeah, and those are like drastically different too. So they
1: are. They really are.
0: You know, games like The City of Final Fantasy. Yeah, that, that's not considered three D. Yeah, that's completely, 3D, yeah, that, that and
1: that's 3D? completely different yeah. from other three D fighting games. As well, yeah,
0: for sure. So. Uh yeah, back to where we were. Mike. Did you, you Brawlhalla and Dead Cells? Yeah, been I playing, had one, I had one Division other, 2. Yeah,
2: one of the older game that I was playing. Um as I was at Pax as well, I got a nice email from Ubisoft saying that Division 2 was on sale for, for like, $3. Yeah, it's like I three bought
1: it. I bought it at $3 as well.
2: So I was like, well, you know, why the hell not? And uh, I picked it up and I've actually really been enjoying it. Um, I hit the level cap and got to the what I thought was the end game. But like, I I don't know how far you got, Derek, but like the game completely changes. Like, like, I don't know. It's weird. I played it
1: for a total of like four hours. Four hours. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's fun. Like, if you ever want to play, just let me know. um, Oh, yeah. I'm we I actually it.
1: have a group of people who play it a lot, and I've been oh, nice. and playing it catch up. So yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Uh, did you get the expansion Warlords of New York?
2: I did not. I was tempted. I was actually on the purchase screen, and I'm, I'm like, mm, let me wait because I have some of the other games to play right now. That's so fair. Let me wait not. on Animal
0: Crossing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, there is one more game before Animal Crossing. I did pick up Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot. Um I feel bad because like I was really enjoying that game. Um mm-hmm. it's literally like playing through the anime. But I don't know. I just I got through the um Saiyan saga. The Saiyan saga. I was just started the Frieza saga mm-hmm. and I completely fell off and That's pretty that's, early on. Yeah, really early. Yeah. yeah. Um but like I, I don't want it to sound like I wasn't enjoying the game or you know, people think there's something wrong. Like, for sure, you it, just hate it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you just think it's complete garbage. Don't no be <laughs>
2: So that's why I even hesitated to bring it up. I was like, oh, people are gonna hear that I barely played it, and they're gonna think like, oh, it's probably not a good game. But no, I really liked it. So yeah, um, maybe maybe in a future show I'll talk more about it when I actually put more hours and time into it.
1: Yeah, already. I have a few games that I recently but I'll wait. After I complete them or play them more. Yeah.
0: Um, that reminds me. I, I mean, I guess you really didn't. I mean, if you only got through the sand saga, then Gohan would still be really young. I feel like there was a complaint someone had where you weren't Kakarot a lot in the game or something like that. But maybe, maybe I just misheard. I don't know.
2: Mm, yeah. I could see that. I mean, I mean, well, you just got to think back to actual show like there's so many times where a goku is just like spending time healing or training or whatever or he's... dead yeah, right <laughs>
0: <laughs> dead ass <laughs>
1: i think my favorite saga out of class Ball z is the cell saga so i think that'd be the part i'd be excited to play like cell games
0: i think it's yeah. funny you say that because it reminds me of the whole uh, backlash that they got. Because they were kind of alluding to Gohan being the main character of Dragon Ball Z. But people were really upset because they liked Goku. having did Following that. him from Dragon Ball and then the beginning of Dragon Ball Z. So a lot of people were upset about that. So they changed it. Because like, technically, if you think back to the Cell Saga, technically Gohan beat Cell.
1: Yeah, no. Gohan is like so... the star. That's part of the reason why I like this. Cell games so much because uh, I really like Gohan. Yeah, and then um, like the the
0: saga. I mean, um, I feel like they kind of did not do him very much justice.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. 100%.
0: It's
2: funny, like, we were talking about this the other day and I think everybody had a different opinion on which saga is their favorite.
1: What's your favorite, Mike?
2: Ooh that's a good question um i don't think i ended up picking one that day we were talking about it but um, i'd probably say i don't know maybe probably the cell saga i really enjoyed that one yes yeah
1: yes.
0: i i do My, yeah mine's mine's the boo saga, the saga i liked majin boo i liked majin boo as an antagonist i thought he was a I'm good sorry. antagonist he
1: is a good antagonist i'll totally agree Especially um, in his
0: bigger, his more uh, powerful forms. Because him as Fat Boo was just ridiculous.
1: You know what nobody will ever say is their favorite, though? That that period of time where uh, Gohan was the great Saiyan man. Nobody will ever say oh, that. Nah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hercule for the win! Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love those fillers. But, yeah, so... I played that a little bit, but I guess the only other game I'll touch on is uh, Animal Crossing. I picked that up last week, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I got that too.
2: So, um, I just, I wasn't going to buy it. I really had no interest in it. And then I just kept seeing it everywhere, like over Twitter. Oh, yeah. um, You know, I just kept hearing people talk about it. And I'm like, I've never played Animal Crossing. Let me give it a shot and see what it's all about. And... So far, I mean, it is a very slow burn unless, I guess, you know, there's a time travel aspect, which I'm not going to do. Um, So it's kind of like hitting it daily, trying to, you know, upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. And uh, it's definitely a slow burn, but so far I'm enjoying it. It works for me, you know. I come home from work and I have a couple hours to burn. So I'll hop mm-hmm. on and, and do my kind of, Daily routine, I guess, and then go to bed. So we'll we'll see. I'll I'll come back with more impressions later on after I get more time into that too. But so far, I give it a, I'll give it a solid B.
0: Interesting
2: for, it, for what for how I'm enjoying it so far.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, like you said, it's definitely a slow burn type of game because oh, yeah. I mean, it's literally about, I, I guess, in a way, learning how to live as an adult. <laughs> without all the details, <laughs>
1: without all the hard parts,
0: right? You know, like I mean, like consider you have this fucking uh, what is Tom Nook even? Is he a raccoon? What raccoon, a squirrel? Yeah. Raccoon, yeah. Raccoon. Uh, and this dude just sells you a mortgage, and you got to pay him back; otherwise, no he's gonna come and break your fucking knees.
1: <laughs> I I don't remember him saying.
0: <laughs> well apparently that's a pretty big meme in the community so i just i just wanted to throw it out there um, <laughs> no. but yeah like you, you have to pay him back the mortgage and then yeah without the interest but like that and like kind of learning how to like i guess in a way landscape because i think one of the big things that they added to this game we haven't gotten that yet uh abby and i but uh you get to like terraform the land so you get to essentially redo how your island looks um, so I like, sounds pretty dope, but like, it's, it's just kind of about the, like that calming aspect of adult responsibilities without like the actual responsibility part. Um, so like, I could see how a lot of people wouldn't like it. And definitely with the cartoony nature, like, I feel like we told my family about it and they were all like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> I mean, there is kind of like a sense of enjoyment of just kind of taking like a couple like an hour or two and just, you know, I'm going to get my dailies done and get those nook miles and get yeah. my knees broken, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, I love that, getting my knees
0: broken. catch <laughs> some fish.
1: I, I do agree with both of you that it's a slow burn. Um, But, uh, and I have also been enjoying it. This is also my first crossing. I was excited for it, though, because of my love for other life simulator games like this, like Root Factory and Harvest Moon. Like I played mm-hmm. so much Harvest Moon when I was younger, but uh, this is very different, much more different than I thought than those games. And I am growing impatient with the daily waits. <laughs> like I want my town time to, to be, time travel. <laughs> I want my town to be awesome, but I have to wait a while. I'm not planning on time traveling right now, mostly because I'm too lazy. because um, then you like you got to time travel a day, log in, do my dailies. Because I don't want to miss a day. Cause then I'll right. feel inefficient. Like so I'd like time travel a day, do my day, time travel. A day. I don't want to do all that. It sounds like a lot. So I'm just gonna keep playing it every day. And right now I'm enjoying it. But I really think I'll enjoy it a lot more once I can start actually making this town look how I want it to look and like make paving paths in the town and building inclines and manipulating the terrain and stuff like that. Once I can start doing all that, I really think the game up. But right now I would also give it a B, like Mike did.
0: Yeah, and I think one other aspect and I haven't really seen much of it yet. Um Abby showed me some like TikToks and other videos that like of examples of this happening in like the other games. Um but like there's like a NPC that comes in like judges you for like even like how your house looks. Like they come and look at your wow. house and then like they're like, "Dude, your house sucks." <laughs> <laughs> So I'm looking forward to stuff like that happening. Like right now, like I got my boy Sprock. He's like this metallic bird and he's always talking about, he's even talks to Abby when I'm not playing about how like I'm his fit fam, basically. Uh, So he's my boy for life. But uh,
1: I don't have anyone looking out for me like that. (laughs) I
0: think I would, I would give it an A minus because I think, I think it's pretty enjoyable and it's kind of funny. It's just kind of like, it is what it is. And I've enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to that's fair. Yeah, they only, but I there's... also agree that I want I want to be able to make this island look how I want it to look. Exactly.
1: I think once I get there it might be able to be But until then, we'll see.
0: And not how Abby wants it to look. How <laughs> I want it to look. <laughs> this is very
2: important. <laughs> I think the uh the slow burn part doesn't bother me as much as some of the design decisions that Nintendo made what like, like
1: like items without... breaking, I hate it
2: not necessarily that that. Is... i'm okay with that what bothers me is like when you go to a store and you want to buy something or you want no okay when you want to craft something like mm-hmm. okay if i know i got like i picked up like 10 shells and i want to craft bait i don't want to keep hitting the button
0: 10 times in order to
1: make oh bait. yeah just let me yeah. craft them all at once right? i also That's... think that oh sorry go ahead
0: Oh no, I was just going to say that's actually one of the bigger requested features that they might uh, update in the game.
1: Oh, that's good. That's really good. I also think that like, if you have your crafting table inside your home, you should be able to use materials that you have in storage so you don't have to go to your storage, put okay. them into your inventory yep. and then craft.
0: That's what's nice about having a house, though, is being able to put your stuff away in storage. Yeah, I have when a house You only have the that. tent, you don't have yeah. that. and then It's like you have two rows of uh, stock in your backpack. But it's <laughs> it's I've, upgraded like, that's a I've upgraded that to
1: four. Yeah,
2: me those too. Those. Nice, nice. Four rows How much have you upgraded your house?
1: Only to the first level. I only have one room in my house. Yeah,
0: yeah. same. same. So how I, that...
1: almost, I almost can afford to upgrade it again, though. I have like 84,000 bells or something like that right now. See, I've I haven't spent know... too much.
2: I didn't know that if you sold, so 10 o'clock hit the store closed and I went to, uh, sell, um, in a drop off box. Yeah. And for some dumb reason, I guess my brain was just like, Oh, if I sell it, I'll get the money right away. And I would have been, I was like 30,000 short from, um, paying off my, my loan. So Mm -hmm. I went and put like 40 K bells in there. And, um, I'm thinking I'm going to get the money right away and then go pay off my loan. And they're like, oh, no, it'll be deposited tomorrow. I'm like, son of a bitch. So I just <laughs> lost 20% of my money for no reason. I could have just held get yeah. to those. I
1: don't understand any reason to use the drop-off box ever. I don't see any reason to ever use it.
2: Yeah, I guess if you're just low on space, that's like the only reason I could think.
1: You, can you run out of storage in your house, though? Because I yes. haven't. Yeah, oh, can. you can? Okay. Yeah.
2: So like right now with the one room, I think I have two hundred and forty. So I mean it's a lot of space unless yeah. you have like a lot of furniture and things like that. Right.
0: How do you have? Wait, it's two hundred forty like item slots and yeah, storage in your. Oh, your okay, hostel. have you already you, have you already filled that up? No, no, no. The, I filled it oh. up when um I filled up the
2: one twenty that it was with the just the uh, the one room not. Not the extra room where you just have your basic like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I guess that would just be the one room, but now yeah. I have two rooms, so yeah.
1: I don't have two rooms in my house, I only have one. Oh, you just yeah. have the, bas- the very first room? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, so no, you a should basic, have like one I have a basic house. Okay.
2: I was thinking you guys had the one room edition. I'm sorry. We've
0: been doing a bit more around like building houses for other residents to come. Because if you can get your rating up in the house or the island, then that's that's how you get access to being able to actually change how the island looks. So I haven't really put a lot of like emphasis on trying to pay down the house to get a bigger house.
1: I have like six or seven residents now in my island. We just got seven today.
0: Damn, guys are.
1: Yeah, that's heavy. what I've been focusing on more than anything is getting more people on my island. <laughs> we
0: actually, uh, Derek. I don't know if you watched it yet, but uh, we just got a white tiger as a uh, as a new villager, <laughs> and um, it reminded me of this TikTok video that Abby showed me, and it's uh, it's a like a recreation of like an audio clip with uh, Carol Baskin from Tiger King. <laughs> and... <laughs> The tiger is. They they put a fence around that. NPC. Oh wow! <laughs> and use the audio clip when she was talking about her uh, tiger sanctuary. That's hilarious. Ugh, go back. She's crazy. Yeah, a minus. That's that would be what I would give it. Yeah. So, like
2: I said, I'll I'll keep playing. See see where it goes. Um, Same, but. Other than that, that's that's pretty much wraps it up for what I've been playing. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, so I've been uh I've been playing a couple games that are gonna be on reserve. I would like to start playing them more with someone we both we all know very well. Um Derek. Hi. Uh we've been playing Dark Souls Remastered. Um not recently, unfortunately, but I would like to start getting more time on that. Me too. I think it's fun. We're We're doing this run where um, our old roommate, Cord, well, my old roommate and still Derek's roommate, uh, Kord, we are being different personalities of him. So Derek is playing as his personality ace, which I just know that's his online ID. I don't know anything else about where that came from. Um, And I'm playing as Quad, and I'm a pyromancer. And it's kind of like, it's kind of interesting to think about it in terms of like, it's like a, our own little TV series, and it's all about how the different personalities of Cord come together to solve their problems. And by problems, I mean, living in a world of Dark Souls. So like, the first season would be the first Dark Souls, and then second season would be the second, or maybe some of the first, and just kind of extend it over time. Um, so we had just recently played uh, Dark Souls 2 on Derek's birthday a couple days ago. And me, him, and then Travis, who was playing as another personality of we um, <laughs> were all going to come together in like an MMO style. So like I was going to be the tank, and then Derek was going to be the DPS, and then Travis was going to be like the healer. That was kind of the goal for this this playthrough. You know, all those personalities of coming together to solve his fucking problems because he's got a lot. He's got a lot of problems. And those are giants in Dark Souls. But yeah, so, uh, that's, that's been pretty fun. I wanna, I wanna get back to playing that some more. And hopefully we can schedule time with Travis to play the second Dark Souls as well. Um,
2: outside of those. You guys should record that and like make YouTube videos or something. I know.
0: I, I just. It was after we were playing Dark Souls two that I realized we should have done this, so it's a little late to start, but that would be pretty fun. Uh, then I've been playing The Sinking City. This is basically a uh, Call of Cthulhu, I guess, kind of retold. Um, so anyone that's kind of like familiar with H.P. Lovecraft and Cthulhu in general, it actually kind of takes a lot of different like short stories from Lovecraft stories back in the what was it? The late 1800s, I think, was when he was alive. Early 1900s. And kind of, like, puts it all into one game. So you're kind of playing as, like, a um, a PI, and you're trying to find investigate, like, the disappearance of someone. This guy, Robert Throgmorton's son. And it kind of, like, it kind of likes to play a lot on your psych- uh, psychological, like, aspect, where, like, you have a psycho... A psychological meter and then uh, your actual health bar and whenever whenever you see like a monster from the game or um, you get into like a situation where you're investigating something and you have to use what's called your mind eye so the mind eye allows you to kind of see things from like the more supernatural perspective um, and you'll use that a lot for like investigations so if you, like, find, like, a secret room or something using that, then, you like, it'll impact that that bar. Um, if it goes all the way down, you'll die. And if it gets down pretty far, you get attacked by, like, monsters that aren't actually there. And you can take damage from it. So, like, it's just kind of, like, it's playing on this main character's, like, psyche in general. And then, like, it's just kind of an interesting, like, horror story. Um, it's technically a third-person shooter. But it also has that survival aspect, kind of like The Last of Us. So you don't really get a lot of ammo. And it kind of focuses a lot on like your crafting. But overall, that's been a really good game. I'm actually on the last story quest now. I need to go back and actually beat it. But I think Animal Crossing and then Dark Souls and then the last game I wanted to talk about were kind of all on that list um, of games kind of distracting me from it. So uh, Doom Eternal. Uh, fantastic, sure game. fantastic game fantastic <laughs> game thank you very much <laughs> uh,
1: for oh those man. not in the know Ryan here loved Doom 2016 he loves yes. that game
0: I, it's, it's weird because like I generally stay away from first person shooters uh, I think what really drew me in outside of like just kind of the badassness of like it's it's so
1: fast paced in arcade that it doesn't feel
0: like a traditional first person shooter well um, it's
1: old school style like yeah. this is how like quake and yeah uh, the original unreal kind of felt uh, obviously now with way better graphics than doom but you know right. what i mean
0: no yeah that and like being able to just beat the shit out of demons and learning kind of their little quirks and how to, like, deal with that in these intense combat scenarios where, like, I mean, you probably have, like, upwards of 30, 40 demons attacking you at one time. And you're like, shit, how am I going to deal with this? And that's yeah. kind of, like, where the difficulty of the game comes in. Because, like, the whole point of it is if you stop moving, you're dead. Right. And so, like, Doom Eternal does an even better job than 2016 did of actually, like, pushing that on you. like. You could stop for a second, maybe, but like if you stop for more than one, like you're you're getting shot at, you're probably dead. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. And like they actually put a little bit more thought into the story with this one, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, they did one thing that I really didn't like, but I don't want to spoil it in case you guys actually end up picking it up and playing. I it. do
1: think I will play it sometime this year. It,
0: it's so good. Um, yeah,
2: hundred percent. Play it at some point.
0: And then they have the, uh, I'm actually on the final mission on that one too. I've been, I've been streaming some of the gameplay. Um, I just created two videos. I'm going to have a third one where it's, they're called a uh, fighter seven doom eternal, hopefully beats the game. <laughs> so I got part one and part two. I thought, I thought it was going to be shorter till the end from where I was, but I was, I was dead wrong. I was like three levels away from the end. Gotcha. Um, so I have two parts now, and then I'm about to do the third part whenever I get to play it next. Um, and that will definitely be the final level of the game. It's, But overall, it's been a really fun game. Um, you can check out my channel. My YouTube channel. What is it? Fighter 7, right? No, it might just be Ryan Tartell. I don't know. I'll check uh, for you. Yeah, thank you. I'll put it in the show notes. Sweet. But yeah, no, Doom Eternal. Amazing game. It is just called
1: Ryan Tartell.
0: Okay, I thought so. Um fantastic game 10 out of 10 would recommend and then they got the battle they have a battle mode where it's two people it's it's two on one one person's playing as the doom slayer and then two people are playing as demons so they get to work in tandem to try and defeat the Doomslayer. i don't know exactly how it goes like if it's like just like a team death match kind of thing where it's like whoever gets the most kills by the end of it wins but like it's interesting seeing the asymmetric type of uh multiplayer gameplay so i really wanted to check that out if or whenever people pick it up um i don't generally play multiplayer games alone so that's kind of kind of something i was waiting for other people to pick it up before doing. i
1: also don't really play multiplayer games alone when i name those other games earlier i don't play them right
0: no yeah it it's just I mean, part of it's the toxicity, but like I, th- I would think with something like Doom, they wouldn't have any actual like players talking or anything like that. I mean, they could, but I kind of doubt it. Um Not something, not something that would be too much of an issue there. But it's it's also more fun to be able to kind of chat with friends while you're playing through multiplayer
1: yeah. modes like that. Absolutely.
0: Otherwise, it'll get really repetitive really fast.
2: If Final Fantasy wasn't so close, I'd probably pick it up now. I feel bad because I was way more excited for Doom than I was Animal Crossing. Like I said, that just came on my radar like last minute. And I was like, oh, I'm not buying anything until Final Fantasy. And then, <laughs> I was like, oh, and then you bought sudden... Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah, I was
1: like, "Uh, okay. I get it. I get it. I did Water that all day. the time. It's hard to control your impulses sometimes. Yeah. It really I know that one. Like... Uh, you know you bring up Final Fantasy 7 I
0: can't wait for that and then I'm excited I was too. also planning on getting the Resident Evil 3 remake as well
1: I want to get that as well but I don't know if I can get this many that many games all at once I might have to wait a little bit on Resident Evil 3 but I will get it sometime soon for sure
0: yeah I mean part of the reason is like it'll be nice to play through that the other reason is and I don't know if I told you this Mike but uh my goal is to play through every numbered title and that's the only one I don't have available to play right now. So once that comes out, I can start with 0, then play through 1, then play through 2, then play through 3, and then all the way through 7.
1: It'll be um, beautiful.
0: It will Which be Which ones have you not played yet? Have I not played? Zero. zero six. Um, six. Three. I think that's
1: it. Oh, yeah, three. Of course. And
0: three. technically two, if you consider how many different variations on the like story. Like, he played
1: the two are. remake, not the two original. Yeah, I remember yeah. the remake
0: was your first. But I mean, like, two. I only played through Leon's story. I haven't played through Claire's story. Gotcha. So, technically, I, cool. uh, I played Resident 1 it. 2 was
1: such a good game.
0: I know, and the remake oh. was just so well done.
1: It was so good. Oh, Very good series. It has its
2: ups and downs but it's a good series.
0: Yeah, 7 was just I I love that they went back to the horror roots.
1: Um, Yeah, 7 was amazing.
0: 6 was pretty bad. Kind of leads me into what I wanted to talk about uh, next on the podcast. Um, So I kind of told you guys a little bit about it before um, we started but I want to talk a little bit about genre. Um, I think it's something that I think it's funny because we were talking about the uh, Smash Bros. earlier on. Yeah, yeah. And being able to categorize that. So I thought that that would make this conversation a bit more interesting. Um, Because I I wrote off like a list of a couple games out of this genre. Um, But like, I just kind of wanted to get our thoughts on like, what what do you guys find interesting about this type of genre or the genre or even how you would categorize it with different games from it? And then like, what what do you dislike about it? You know, is this one that you would normally play when you don't like playing at all? So just kind of right. getting like our own preferences. So me, you and, or me and both of you guys um, just kind of getting like our thoughts out there. And this is kind of just like our, per- our preferences, our perspectives on it. Um, so kind of like starting with the horror genre, which is why it was perfect. We were just talking about Resident Evil. Um, so I actually listed off some non-Resident Evil games just to kind of get like a get some ideas out there on some of these other series. So I had uh, Amnesia Dark Descent listed off. Um, the Last of Us is technically survival horror. Um, Soma Quantum Error, which is a, a new game coming out. Like No one's played that, um, but... It's kind of more focused around the survivabil survivability aspect um and then outlast, so kind of like the reason I kind of group these games in is like you know we got amnesia dark descent and soma, which you know you don't have a weapon, all you literally have is a light which is playing on your sanity meter and then also like you're trying to solve puzzles while getting chased around by monsters so like one thing that I really like about the horror genre from games like that is the fact that you can't fight back. So it puts a lot more pressure on you to be more avoidant. And if you are getting chased, I get like that feeling of like exhilaration from being chased and like just fearing for my life. Like it gets to a point where I have to like pause the game if it gets too intense for me. And and I think I think it kind of comes back to like this idea that like I feel more courageous, and I also feel immersed. So when I do get like scared like that, that's just kind of like the aspect of the genre that I like really enjoy. Yeah, because I'm like, you look at like The Last of Us, and like it's not really scary because it's just like there's zombies everywhere who have mushrooms for heads, right? <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's kind of how I view it. It's like. It's it's even more like they put more emphasis on the survival aspect of the game versus like, I don't the actual horror of the game. Yeah,
1: I don't think Last of Us was meant to be a horror game, to be fair.
0: I think I think it was partially supposed to be cuz like there's a lot of situations where like uh you might play as like Ellie or something and like it's kind of like um you need to like hide from uh, whatever it is that's that's like chasing you in the moment and kind of yeah. like that like sense of like impending death. Um, But yeah, I know. I mean, overall, I think it's definitely more on the survival aspect.
1: Yeah, of definitely.
0: And then I had Outlast as well, because again, going back to kind of that exhilaration aspect, being able to like run like in something like Mirror's Edge and kind of like inducing that like parkour aspect. But then the monsters can also like chase you that fast like it just it amplifies that fear for me. I just really enjoy that. What are your guys' kind of thoughts?
1: Yeah, um so for for horror games, I I tried really hard to get into them for a while. Like this was probably around the time I built my PC and I just uh, I played a few of them like I played Amnesia. I haven't played Soma. I have played Outlast. And while I thought they were good games, I never really could finish them or stick with them because I don't like feeling scared and the games were successful, uh, making me feel scared. <laughs> so I turned them off. <laughs> Cause uh, yeah, I guess I get, I get, I understand why people like being scared. So I understand why people would enjoy those games i just don't think they're for me because i don't mm-hmm. like i scared there are certain types of horror games that i can enjoy though like uh resident evil which isn't quite as horror but like you mentioned resident evil 7 kind of goes back to its horror roots a bit more um i was able to enjoy though uh that game and i think it has uh, more to do with the fact that it isn't constantly trying to scare me like amnesia every corner i turn i felt like the game was trying to scare me even when nothing was happening i was scared <laughs> and an outlast but in resident evil 7 you can kind of tell when something scary is going to happen or like you're scared because you're hiding from something that's different than like oh is something going to pop out at me at any given moment right now did uh, you play that one in vr i did and uh yeah. <laughs> There was this, uh, moment where there was a jump scare. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I literally knocked the VR headset off of my head. (laughs) Like, I was trying to take it off and I like threw it off of my head because I was freaking out. And, uh, Henry was in the room and he was like dying laughing when it happened. Oh man, Uh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, but I beat it. I also beat it in VR. I loved that game. I thought it was really good. And then the other horror for similar reasons because i think that it it w- while it has a ton of differences it's the way it scares you is very similar is alien isolation um
0: which Ooh, i thought yeah. was a
1: fantastic survival horror game and it does the same thing as uh, resident evil where in the sense that like as long as you're quiet and um and you think about where you're going and you avoid what you need to avoid you could potentially never run into like a jump scare or anything and mm-hmm. so like i guess putting it that way i kind of treat these horror games like a jump scare is like a lose condition to Me, i don't want to be jump scared so i'm playing these games trying to avoid it i'm playing these <laughs> games trying to be sneaky and never get jump scared and never be chased i don't want to be chased i don't want to be jump scared
0: <laughs> um you know, so I think I, I think the VR definitely amplifies it um, just kind yeah. of like that, that three dimensional audio and, you know, like being able to see things as if like your head is the camera, you know, I think it like it does a lot because like, you know, I was playing this game. um, It's like Darkest Dungeon. No, it's not Darkest Dungeon. It's like some dungeon game on the uh, Oculus Quest. And I was getting too scared to play because like there was I monsters like, everywhere and I don't know how to, I didn't know how to deal with them. Like You had me play the game for 10 minutes and I wanted to take off the headset. Yeah, it it's, again. it's just frightening. Like I yeah. want to keep playing because I want to see how like the story goes. But like at the same time, like I get so freaked out. I had to pause at one point because like there was music going on I was getting chased by something and I didn't want to look back and look at it because I think the whole point was to not look at it. Right. (laughs) It's just just so good. Yeah. I think, Mike, you have a pretty different opinion from what we have.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I'm a little jealous, right? Because I would love to be immersed in in the world and whatever for horror games or movies, you know, things like Mm -hmm. that. But I just, I can't do it. It's just like when I go in knowing what type of game I'm about to get into. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I I can't, nothing will like scare me, but that's not to say I don't like, um, games classified as horror games because I like the suspense aspect. Mm -hmm. So like, I like playing through them to see, you know, what's going to happen next. And, you know, what is this all leading up to? So that's, that's pretty much my favorite part of horror games. Just, just you know, seeing the the, uh, the story through. Uh, especially something like uh, Soma and Amnesia. Games like that. um You know, there's really no combat. You're just kind of, like you said, avoiding being killed or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. So... Uh, but so would you say, like... So, like, say you played Amnesia and you never saw any monsters. But, like, you know, like there's that constant feeling of like something being like you're being watched basically. Like, is that kind of like how you're describing, like that's kind of the suspense aspect that you're looking for? Or do you like things like in my mind, it's kind of scary when you see a big monster and you don't have any. <laughs> Cause like that makes me jump. Cause I'm like, shit, what am I supposed to do
2: right now? Yeah. It- it gives me sort of like a, a rush, but it's like a different rush, right? It's not like a rush mm-hmm. like um oh my god, like, you know, what is this? I'm I'm, I'm afraid. It's more of like okay, n- how am I going to take this thing on now? What what do I need to do? I have no ammo, so I need to figure out it's I guess it's more like the puzzle aspect of mm-hmm. figuring out like what what do I need to do in order to, you know, bypass the situation or
0: get myself out of the situation. Yeah, you know, that just reminded me. So, Derek, you were talking about uh, alien isolation. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, technically, Resident Evil 3 is a lot like that, too, because isn't
1: the The uh, nemesis nemesis
0: chasing after you basically in the game?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I I wish I could find a way to explain what I like so much that aspect about the. Like, yeah, the fact that there's, like, in Alien Isolation, the Alien, or in Resident Evil 3, Nemesis, the Nemesis, is Mm -hmm. constantly chasing after you. I liked that. And then being able to avoid it. Now, granted, in Resident Evil 3, you can't really avoid it the same way you can in Alien Isolation. But knowing that you're kind of like you have to get things done efficiently and you have to get things done quickly. I like that. That's the kind of stress I like in games, but well, I don't like jump scares and I don't like necessarily the feeling that I'm always being watched. Like you described it, in amnesia. And I think that's a really good way to describe the feeling. in Amnesia. So you like, so you like, so you like pressure. Yes. Yes. I would say so.
0: So you like that feeling of
1: accomplishment when
0: you're under a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. Um, like, I I like the jump scares. I like the suspense. But like, if if like, um, let's say like there was a lock in a game and I had to figure out how to unlock it, and like I know something like Nemesis is ba- basically rushing at me from
1: behind. I oh man, I don't like that. <laughs> See, <laughs> that kind of thing excites me. It excites me a lot. And not really a horror game, but does fall follows suit. Have you ever uh, played that VR game where you have to defuse a bomb and then, mm-hmm. and then yeah, you have a person not with the VR headset telling keep you the talking instructions. And nobody explodes. Yes, oh, yeah. keep talking. And nobody intense. explodes. That has the same feeling as what you just described. You know, like oh, I only have a minute left to solve this puzzle on this bomb, right. or it explodes in my face. Like <laughs> no, that's a- it. I like that feeling. Like I, I would, I'd hate it in real life. I don't want somebody <laughs> in my face, but in games, I, I really like that. Feeling. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think that's a fun part, right? You put, you can put yourself in those high pressure situations without there being an actual real consequence.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: You know. I think that's good. That's that's actually interesting because that, that kind of turns it on its head for me. Because like I really enjoyed that game, and I think it's, I think it's mainly due to the puzzle solving aspect of it. Gotcha. It's like totally I, got, I got five minutes to figure out how to like communicate this to my friend, and then they terribly don't know how to read annual instructions, yeah, uh, Mike no, I'm just kidding <laughs> but, <laughs> no, yeah I think I think that's pretty fun. I think I like I like that immersion too because it's it's so simple, but it works so well.
1: It really does, yeah, I had a ton of fun playing that game with a group of people. Yeah, no. That
0: I think I think that's because, like, you know, going back to the horror genre, I really liked uh, games like uh, Dead Space, and then you know, I played the second and the third ones, and they were way less horror related. And I think it's due to the fact that, like, how many times can you really replicate the same thing, right? And I don't think, like, based on the settings, it would have really been possible for them to continue horror. So, like. At some point, it it became more about that kind of pressure mindset of, like, you got a bunch of enemies around you, now you got to figure out how to deal with them. And, like, in some in some aspects, I think that works out really great, like, games like Doom Eternal, where you're in a lot of pressure and you got to deal with it. But, like, um, in in a game that I I'm playing to kind of get scared in, I don't think it works very well, and they kind of, like, I felt like they overdid it. And that's kind of why, like, the second and third games just kind of fell for me. And I think that's kind of what happened to Resident Evil as well. Like, a lot of people really started to see the series go downhill after 4. And then they played 5. And then it was like, I mean, it's okay, I guess. And then a lot of people played 6. And everyone hated 6. Um, I think that was mainly due to the amount of QTEs they had in the game. But just overall, just was not a good game. Um, yeah. And then we get 7 after, I don't know how long it was between 6 and 7 coming out. But like... Just that fact that it like went back to not only the horror roots, but also them implementing VR. I felt like that was just like a really good way to kind of reintroduce the immersion. So, yeah, yeah, definitely one of my more favorite genres.
1: Um, I do think there is a large portion of the genre we neglected to talk about, though, uh, and it's a part that I don't like, and it exists in both movies and games, and it's the games and also movies that are classified as horror only because of the level of gore they have they don't do anything else oh but show a bunch of gore. there are games that do that there was the saw video game on the ps3 i rented that and i played through the whole thing um i'm sorry to hear that (laughs) there was (laughs) honestly i would say even resident evil 4 to a lesser extent which because i don't think resident evil 4 really has like any horror elements but it does have some light gore but you could argue that it's not that much gore, so it's probably fine. I love Resident Evil, so I'm not bashing it. Um, and then, the biggest, the biggest contender on this is Agony. Have you guys heard of that game? uh uh-uh. oh I haven't. Oh, Agony was a horror game that released a couple years ago. I think it bombed really hard, and it was, the only thing it did to be horrific was just have gore everywhere. Like, you were just walking in levels that were full of body parts and blood, and like, dead humans and corpses everywhere, and it was like a kind of realistic-looking game-ish. So, uh, it got rated, um, like, so high on its Mm -hmm. original release, like, on its original ESRB rating, that they actually had to tone it down so it could go to get rated M. Wow. Yeah. Um, because it got rated AO, adults only. Um, there is an uncensored version now for pc though of course but, yeah <laughs> but yeah uh i it's a it's a it's a it's something that i do think is only important to talk about in the horror genre just because i do, i think it's the worst part of the horror genre in my opinion
0: no yeah i don't think it really does very much i think i think it works for more actiony type of games yeah because um, i mean like i'm looking at like doom as an example i know it's not horror per se but like you know a lot of it's like i go up and chainsaw this zombie or you know i do a gl- perform a glory kill and like use my uh essentially it's assassin's dagger and just like slice this dude's throat or whatever but and like it's just like really gory in general but like i don't feel like it really adds too much
1: um, exactly it's uh it's just like a device to make the player or the viewer squirm, basically.
0: I think one place that it does work for, and I, it's it's hard for me to really put, like, a lot of emphasis on it from a... Uh, it's like, I've only played the first game. It's like Silent Hill. Um, that game's way more about the atmosphere, though. Like, the story and the atmosphere of it, but, like... A I, I, gore acts as a theme in the sense that, like, you know that you're in hell when, right? When you see gore, that makes um, sense. And then you just get that unsettling feeling of, well, what the f- is around me right now? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, like, that kind of like it works for a game like that, but like, it's not good when it's just like, wow, okay, it's a gory right? So gore by itself doesn't really work very well but i think if it if it's complemented well with something else it's it's really useful.
1: I can totally agree with that.
0: Mike, did you have anything else to add? No, not a whole lot. Like i said, it's
2: it's just not really one of the genres i enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. I mean, and i don't want to say that i don't enjoy it cuz I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to games. Mm-hmm. Um, if you see my collection of games on like Steam or something, you you see what I'm talking about. Like I play pretty much anything, but it's just I just get so disappointed that I feel like I'm not getting the full enjoyment out of them <clears throat> like most people do.
0: So, mm-hmm. but maybe yeah. we'll find that game for you. We'll find a game that makes you change your mind. We yeah. won't tell you that's a horror game. So that I'm way you don't know um, going into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if,
2: like, if I ever... Which, I don't know if I'll ever get into VR. Because, like I said, I I don't remember what I played. I played, like, two games and, like... Mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't understand it, but, like, my stomach started hurting. Like, I felt all, like, queasy and sh- stuff. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, like... I'm kind of afraid to play VR games, but I really want to, so
0: I'm, like, torn right now. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe it's, like, the right type of outlet for you, which is unfortunate, because I know it's not for everybody. Yeah. I can't even play VR much anymore for very long periods of time. I could play it for, like, an hour, maybe two, but that's probably as, as long as I could play it for. Without needing to, like, set it down and then just, like, pick it up back later. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Um but yeah, do you guys have any uh final thought? Uh, horror games are sometimes good, sometimes bad. Like <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes they don't. That's just me in horror games. Pretty, um,
2: pretty much every genre I would say though.
1: I think for the most yeah. part every horror
0: game's kinda up my alley. Um sometimes I get too scared and I have to take a break for a long time, but like you know, thanks to Derek I would I would never even have played horror games. Um, He's the one that introduced me to Amnesia, and that's kind of what spawned like all these different games, like this whole genre of games I like completely ignored up until that point. Yeah. You guys have a
2: favorite horror game? Alien Isolation.
0: Um, it might be, it might be Amnesia: Dark Senate that's I, did, fair. I think it, was, it did a really good job of like that giving both atmospheric horror as well as like actual jump scares and just kind of like that sense of impending doom. <laughs> am I crazy or did
2: they did they announce another Amnesia game? Or am I yes. Crazy? Yes, they did. Yeah, there was a
1: second one. It's called Machine for Pig. No, no they I have thought a, there was a they, they announced it. Oh, demo. I didn't yep. know about that. Yep.
0: And it's not made by the people that made the second. It's made by the original oh, uh, nice. developers from the first game. Nice. I didn't really like uh, Machine for Pigs very much.
2: Yeah. Such a strange subtitle.
0: It really is. It, it makes sense as you play it, but yeah. No, right, it's, not, right. it's, it's a little ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Just slightly. But yeah, um... Uh, I wanted to thank you guys again for uh, joining me today. Uh, always fun to be able to sit down and discuss our thoughts. I kind of wanted to continue this, uh, this genre ideas. I think it'd be fun to kind of get more of our insights into different.
1: We could do another genre genre next week. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Um, and, uh, for, for those listening, uh, We're always open to suggestions for discussion topics. If there's anything you want to hear more about or, you know, we're also open to your thoughts on what we've said. I know I like to say some, uh, controversial things. Ooh. Oh no. Um, (laughs) No, I just, I'll, I'll fight you. Just throw it out there. I'll win. No, No, you won't. But, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is the Dark Hour Gaming Podcast. We look forward to hearing from you. And thank you again, Mike and Derek. Thank you, sir, for hosting. Thank you. And uh, that that'll be that. Aha. See Goodbye. You guys next week. Yeah, next week. Not quarterly. <laughs>